Hello, it is December 30th, 2022, and you're listening to the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey, hey, and welcome to another edition of the Green Iron Fantasy Football Podcast. We are in championship mode. My name's Huck Breeze, and I am joined here by Scott Shaddix. Scott, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Good to be back. Always good to be talking some fantasy football with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Um, The weather's fine. You know, it's not terrible. I know it's pretty disgusting. Last night we had that storm roll through i'm sure you heard it uh as you were trying to go to sleep did you get some golf in today i did did went and mm-hmm. ma- played uh 18 holes with uh brad the u-bat who's in the championship today he's wow he's feeling pretty good and you know it's good to talk to the guy who's in the championship today he's pretty confident about his team he's he's looking forward to monday night he said you guys ch- talk championship we did oh yeah we had to you know <laughs> you had to so one thing about this year that's different from any other year is that I, I'm trying not to be as vindictive when I get knocked out, right? We've both been out for quite a bit, about three or four weeks. And in the past, we would have been like, screw football, screw fantasy football. But I mean, in all honesty, I love fantasy football. I love the season. I love the fall. I love this time of year, the end of the year, Christmas, New Year's the championship games, going into the actual NFL playoffs, like that's all so great. So I just want to embrace it. I want to get excited for the championship because I know it's exciting for, you know, people like Scott Hedman and Brad who are in the championship right now. And I just want to support, you know, these people who are there and make it a huge deal, uh, you know, for these, for these guys. So, um, so yeah, no, this is a wonderful time of year. I just have a love for fantasy football. I mean, that's it. I had a terrible year. Okay. It was, it, I took some risks. It didn't work out. There's a lot of players that I talked up preseason, you know, at, at draft time that just sucked ass and it doesn't happen every year. And you just got to accept that. But, uh, hey, you're yes. preaching to the choir, man. I know. I know you've been out for a while, but, you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's something I'm trying to be better at in fantasy football is being like, Hey, listen, you love the game as a whole. You're going to be back next year. You're going to, you know, have another shot at the championship. Like don't get all pissy because you didn't make the playoffs. Don't get like, let's talk about it. Let's talk about them. Let's, let's, uh, you know, get into their matchup. But before we do, there's some things I want to talk about. Listen, we both have things we would have done differently. Right. But I want to know from your end what you learned this year, what you might do differently next year. Um, I think especially for our league, uh, be at the top of the first round. Being at the back of the first round is just awful. It's the worst. <laughs> you're just, you're just sit- no, honestly, you're just sitting there looking at all these like great quarterbacks being taken. You're like, oh, man, my first pick is going to be crap. And he was. And so then it's like, then, you know, my second pick, I'm already starting at like, I feel like 150 points less than the people at the top, uh, at the top of the first round. So I'm just like, ah, this isn't going well. 
and it didn't. None of it went well. But um, you know, I think that's first first and foremost for me. I would much rather be at the top top of the first round, whether it be uh, through trades or through through uh, bad season, whatever whichever way it may be. Um, I think another big one too is believing in a guy that has a chip in his shoulder, like Geno Smith. I thought he was going to be crap this year, but like so did basically Denver when they just traded him away for nothing to get Russell and he ended up kicking ass. And it's the same thing when like kind of with Jared Goff was traded to Detroit, like uh, out, out of LA, like being like, Oh, we need Stafford. Like you're, he's way better. We don't really need this guy. And he was over there and just flinging it all over the place. He's way better than he ever was in LA basically. Um, so the kind of those, those little things. Cause like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't believe Gino getting it. I'm sure anybody watching the podcast getting it a year knew that. Um, yeah. Same with Tua. Tua, Tua really surprised me too. That was, you know, it's a great offense. I think uh, even if you're fragile, if you're in a great offense, you're still going to put up a lot of points. So, right, like to be honest, I, I I learned a lot this year. I think number one, let's let's dig into what you said first. Being at the front of the draft. Okay, so being at the front of the draft is something that is, you know, you get when you have a terrible year. You luck into his lottery, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but is there a way? And I, I, this is something that racked my brain all year. You know, I was first last year, so I was 14th pick. How do you beat somebody that has Mahomes or Hertz or Josh Allen with those two back picks? And really, honestly, I'm going to tell you some stats here in a little bit. It, it's really hard to do. It doesn't happen. These people at the back of the okay. draft with terrible picks – they cannot beat the people with the studs. Um, it's really, really, really difficult to put together a team. You have to draft well. You have to uh, have have good trades, and you you have to have a balanced team because you can't have any injuries. <laughs> well, like you can't yeah. you can't get fucked at all during the whole season. You need a little like bit I, you, you need a lot of luck because you also can't miss at all because right. you're already starting so far behind. You can't miss on any of your picks. They can't get injured. They can't just end up sucking or getting benched because the Josh Allens and Mahomes aren't going to uh, suck or get benched. They're not going to miss. And just looking at it right now, just just by quarterback right now, Mahomes is at 464 points. 12 spots behind him is Justin Herbert at 285. It's almost 200-point difference. Yeah. It's – yeah, so, absolutely. And, and that's if you hit. That's if you hit exactly right. And the, get, and the thing is – Justin Herbert's not a 12th pick. Justin Herbert's a sixth pick. So I don't know. It's just it, it's really it's really tough. So and I am not by any means saying that Scott Hedeman and Brad do not deserve this because they absolutely deserve this. They, no, they've they've they played years. well, they've, they've had great years. Drafted well, but Brad was number one pick. Hedeman was number two pick. Josh Allen is the second overall QB. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the first overall QB. So they just kind of like swapped. So they've got the two top QBs and then the top two teams. Um, let me give you a little bit of uh, statistics here that I had about the last uh, 11 years in the gridiron. Seven of those years. So seven out of 11, the two teams in the championship both did not make the playoffs of last year. In our league history, I'm counting this since 06, since we can 
really count that as like, you know, you had a bad year before, so we distinguished, we distributed uh, draft picks based on your 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 spot before. Yeah. So 06 till now, that's 17 years. Only twice have both the teams in the championship made the playoffs the year before. When you don't make the playoffs and you have one of those top six picks, you have a really good chance to make the championship or go far the next year. How do we reverse that? Is there a way to reverse that? How do we? It's it's the point differential in quarterbacks right now. That's the biggest thing. And we can't control some offenses sucking that much, really, you know, because even Justin Herbert, like I said, being like 14th on the list, he's he was actually, you know, projected like third or fourth, you know, uh, uh, preseason. It's. It's really, it's really tough. You, you know, like I said, you, you've got to have a perfect season, and that's just kind of how our system. We we already tried to fix it somewhat with the lottery. Um, no, I mean the lottery's gonna be the lottery. We're just switching. No, no, but I'm just saying. No, but I'm saying as as far as, but like, there's no real way of changing it. That's just that's you know that's fantasy football, man. Well, okay. So think about this. So you have. Travis Kelsey. Let's just use Travis Kelsey as an example. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey is would be wide receiver five right now. He is tight end one by a long shot. And he was like that last year. So we knew he was going to be like that. Yeah, he was left. I mean, just so happens that the guy had Mahomes as well, but he was left till the mid to late second round. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, late second round. It was late second round. Do you think that what we're doing in that you got to get a quarterback or you're going to suck, that mentality that we have about people who are 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th pick, um, that they're leaving all this talent, people who are top of their positions, to the people who had already drafted Mahomes and already drafted Josh Allen. I mean, it's crazy to me. That the guy who drafted Mahomes got Kelsey, and the guy who got Josh Allen got Diggs. That's bonkers to me. In retrospect, um, I think that, and I, I, you know, we're both due to have. We're in lottery. We're both in lottery. We're both due to have one of these quarterbacks next year. Um, you know, I'm not telling people not to draft quarterbacks. And later in the round, if you believe in somebody, you believe in somebody. Obviously, uh, Jalen Hurts was selected at the end of the first round this year. But to sit there and say, I need two quarterbacks or I can't compete, I think is just, it just doesn't work. Statistically, it does not work. Um, and, and Yeah, but you're also saying because the person that had got Mahomes and got Kelsey second, he was going to get another pick right around the turn and he got his, he got his third quarterback probably right then. Uh, right then or something so it's while everybody else is scrambling to get their first quarterback they're already moving on to the next into the next position unless we did like a full ppr and really upped all wide receivers and uh, and everybody to the point where at the end of the first round instead of someone taking uh you know some kind of back end quarterback one or possibly quarterback two they take a top end wide receiver instead because the point uh, uh, the point difference is actually makes sense that's the only thing way we could really change that. Justin Jefferson. But that'd be cha- that'd be changing everything. Justin Jefferson's ninth in points right now. But 
He's ninth in points. You have three top 25 guys. Nope. Jefferson, Hill, and Devontae Adams are all top 25 in points. That's – and we're – you know, again, you're not selecting people based on points because if you do that, that's what we're doing currently, and it's not working. For the end of the first-round people, for the people at the back end of the draft, it's not working to sit there and try to compete with the Mahomes and Tua combo with Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. It's just not working, and it's not going to work. I'm telling you right now, unless you're – You want to moneyball it? No, what I'm saying is you all have to – okay, so like Cause did this. um, I did this to a certain extent. Just a no quarterback strategy. Don't draft a quarterback in the first two or three rounds, four rounds, and try to do that. Now, this doesn't work when nobody else does it. When listen, if we're all if if everybody that made the playoffs last year or this year, um, one through eight are all quarterback quarterback, and one person says I'm going no quarterback, they get fucked. Because then they get the worst quarterbacks, right? Yeah. But if it's a collective strategy like, hey, listen, I'm going to go Justin Jefferson, Travis Kelsey. You know, I know quarterbacks get the most points, but I feel like those mid-range quarterbacks can really produce for me. You know, um, if if everybody in the playoffs thought that way and said, I'm going to take the best player at their position – Versus I'm going to get the person that gets the most points. I think you really, really weaken those lottery picks. I really think that the Mahomes owner is going to say, damn, it's the second round and all these great receivers are gone. Travis Kelsey's gone. You know, the top running backs are gone. I can select a a decent uh, quarterback or a back end quarterback, but I'm not pairing the number one receiver and the one number that one. that is probably the smarter strategy to go, but in a room full of a bunch of drunk egos like our draft, I'm pretty sure most people are going to go quarterback, and it'll be fun to watch as they just go quarterback, 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 quarterback. Sure, I mean that's how it always been, but I, I, I'm just telling you, it's archaic and it's not working. The people, if you get, if you're in the top four. There is no way, no way to luck into another championship run. It just, it's not going to happen. You need to fight and claw and use moves and, and finagle through trades and stuff like that. And you need to be perfect to try to make it there. That's what I'm telling you. That's what makes Neil's thing. Neil has finished the top four in the regular season three years straight. That's really impressive. Super impressive. To be able to year after year churn out a good team like that and be in championship cont- uh, contention, so just something I've learned this year, something I've looked at. I've said that in the past a little bit, um, but I, I really honestly think that it takes more than one person to do that idea. One person's going to fail. You saw Cause try it this year; he struggled a lot. I mean, he did make he just he had some picks that didn't really work out with Swift and. Uh, you know, he played sparingly and Tannehill had a really bad year on Tannehill standards. Uh, but it takes more than just one person doing it. Um, another thing, 
The difference between fourth and tenth place, one game. Fourth place had one game better record than tenth place, which is me. That's pretty crazy. That means points are absolutely golden every single week. Do you think you would reconsider the punt week in that you combine all your buys into one week because you need points so much throughout the year? I mean, I, I don't – I never go for that. I mean, if it lines up that way, if I see it start starting to kind of, you know, line up that way during my draft I'm, and I'm deciding later on and between – a couple players that are, you know, kind of arbitrary between each other, then sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and go for it. But it's not something I've ever been a strategy I'm, I'm focusing on. Um, but I mean, seeing this, I can, you know, I, I see what you're saying. It just, it's a valid point, at least. Yeah. I, I just think that, so, I mean, very early on, I knew I was winning games. I, I had a 500 record, or I think I was four and two at one point, but I was winning games like 135 to 120. And I knew at that point I needed to score some points. I mean, listen, what we've learned in the last two years is that you need eight wins to make playoffs. Before, eight wins could have gotten you like fourth place, right? You could have been in the in the top of the uh, playoff bracket. Seven wins automatically got you in, and six wins was – you could sneak into eighth place. Now you have to have eight wins to get in. Seven wins is might not be good enough, and six is not even close. So you almost you have to it with this 14-game schedule, you have to be 500 at least to get through. Um it just makes points, especially in a tightly contested league like we had this year, it makes points so important week after week. Losing a game is not so bad as long as you're scoring some points. Winning games isn't that great if you're only scoring 110, 120. It's just, that's just, you just need to balance that out in your mind that points, points, points. Doesn't matter if you're losing. If you're scoring 190, good week. Hella good week. Keep it up. Um. Yeah, I mean, those are the, the few things I've learned. Take less risks. If you're in a position like Sky Hedeman and 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 Brad this year, the the best thing that Scott Hedeman and Brad did this year was not fuck it up. That's true. You know, I mean, I mean? Uh, one thing. What I think one of the best things Brad did this year was a trade for Joe Burrow. But that's true. Okay, I mean, yeah. To to back it up with Joe Burrow, he did give up uh, quite a bit though. Was it uh, Dak? Who do you have? I think it might have been, but Dak's had a lot of injury issues. So it's yeah. still a good trade. No, I mean, it was a good trade for sure. A- absolutely. Um, you know, he, he may have get, given up quite a bit, but, you know, I'm. It, it was a great job. I mean, they both made arbitrary trades, but you notice that they didn't use barely any moves. I mean, they still have moves. It's a championship, and they both spewed some moves this week, and they still have moves. Hedman has 11. Yeah. Yeah. Brad has one left and Hedman has 11. Like they didn't need that much because they drafted so well and they kind of cruised. Both of them kind of cruised. 
Brad's record, seven and seven, only reflects he had a ridiculous amount of points against the most in the league by, well, besides Trevor, he had the most in the league, 2,316. But he scored the third amount, most points in the league. I mean, just he doesn't deserve to be seven and seven. It just, that's how it was. That's how it worked out. So I think both these teams are, I don't know if you're familiar with the term chalk. So like chalk. No, Chalky is what DFS, daily fantasy uh, sports players use to describe like what the most obvious thing is. So like uh, who's going to score the most points this week? Patrick Mahomes. You know, if, if everybody's on the, uh, the like Cowboys versus uh, Titans last night, the chalky bet would have been Cowboys money line because it's so easy. You know, they're going to beat the Titans with no quarterback. No yeah. Quarterback. Uh, you know, another chalky bet probably would have been the minus 13 and a half. It would have hit the things that were supposed to happen this year happened five out of the six that did make the playoffs last year made the playoffs this year. So as long as you didn't pick Russell Wilson, you made it. That was it. And then top six, you know, uh, every quarterback that was projected to do pretty well did really well i mean and so can we lean on that for every year no you absolutely can but this year you absolutely could it's a very chalky year people who were supposed to do well did well receivers that were supposed to do well did well there were a ton of huge injuries outside of like cup uh you had uh you know javante williams and trey lance and some other people that were kind of mid picks but none of these big stars and, you know, good for the NFL. I know they're trying to de- decrease hits and decrease, uh, you know, these stars getting off the field for injuries. It pretty much worked. You didn't see a lot of these people that you see in commercials and stuff getting off the field. You know, so Russell Wilson may have sucked ass, but he was healthy all year for the most part. Um. All right. Let's let's dig into. uh to this to this matchup here i'm going to tell you some observations stuff that i've written down about yeah, this give, give me the chalky observations this hedman's third championship appearance wow he's one and one okay his championship appearances this is brad's second championship appearance own one so we got a one and two record between who, who, who beat them in the, their other championship experience uh uh, uh, you beat Brad in, I believe that was your first championship. Was it 2012? Mm-hmm. Who, who uh, beat Hedman? Did you also beat Hedman? No, I beat Hedman. Sorry. Oh, I wasn't sure. Honestly, I couldn't remember. <laughs> but yeah. hey, congratulations to both of us. Cheers. Right. You <laughs> yeah. beat uh, Brad in 2012 by three points. Less than three points. Two and a half points to win the championship. I beat... How much does an interception return count for again? Uh, I believe that's 16 points. Uh, I beat Hedman in 2018, I want to say. 2018 uh, by 30 points, 33 points. It was the most points scored in a championship game, and Hedman scored 193 and lost. So That's rough. It is rough. And since then, Hedman has made the playoffs. Until this year... And he is back 
in the championship. So that was four years ago. He's back in the championship. Good for him. Um, let's see here. Uh, eight times in our uh, in the league's history, a team has gone worst to first. This is not one of those years. However, either the first or second pick. So I know there's been this controversy of you get last, you win the championship. You get last, you win the championship. I mean, we switched the lottery up for that reason so you didn't get first pick and it wasn't an automatic, you know, like whatever. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, this was going to be first and second pick. So this is the first time first and second pick made the made the playoffs together. Before, when when we talked about those teams that had made it, it was uh, the or first and people who had uh, yeah drafted one two. It was uh, twenty. It was one three nineteen one three sixteen four five fifteen two three thirteen one six and twelve. One and three. So one and two has never, never made it. Uh, yeah. So 2016 was the first year that we started the draft lottery. Okay. And so this is going on year six. Um, we did this so that the last place team got decreased odds of the first pick, right? Uh, since then, only Brad and Clay have gotten that first pick out of last place. So you know what I mean? You get that one little thing in the hat. One name. Yeah, one, one name, name in the hat. hat. Only Brad did it in 2016 and Clay in 2021, which is pretty good odds out of six years, or seven years, I'm sorry, that you have uh, that. But neither of them have won. So you kind of maybe need that uh, that those picks – to or I'm sorry, to get a good pick, you kind of got to get anywhere from seven to thirteenth the year before. Uh, no, no pressure on you next year. But hey, you know, I always like to be the first one to do something here. That's true. That's true. Be a pioneer. Uh, so this is the second consecutive season, and only there's only been two seasons where a seven-win team has failed to make the playoffs. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I'm not trying to say I'm the best team to never make the playoffs. There's no such trophy. No I one's see. saying that. I know, but that's what it sounds like, that, you know, there's seven-win team, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it's – you can have a decent team go 500 and still not make the playoffs. I had a shitty year. Cause had a shitty year. We'll chalk it up to that. Uh, since 2012. Oh, I already went over that. Sorry. Okay. Let's dive into what we think about Brad and Hedman's team. Give me a little analyzation of what you think, uh, the, how this game's going to go. I mean, looking at them right now, so my headphones died, by the way. Just messed up. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, but anyway, looking at them right now, though, I mean, our team is our league is dominated by quarterbacks, like we usually say, and it's mm -hmm. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes and what should be Tua, uh, Tua instead of Carson Wentz. And honestly, uh, you know, just from talking to Brad earlier this morning, he's uh, he's a little upset that he didn't pick up Carson Wentz and make uh, Henry <laughs> Star Baker instead because that would have been 
I think that would have been a, even even worse. I mean, Carson Wentz is a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde already. So Baker had a good week last week. Hmm? Baker had a good week last week. He well, did, like, he did, good. but I would I would rather I would rather have made him start Baker as well than Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still, it's still going to be a close matchup. It's still extremely high projected and, and rightfully so. And I mean. Is it all? It's all going to come down to really Monday night for for Brad because Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow on Monday night in Cincinnati. Uh, it looks like weather should be clear right now, just a little, just a little cold, um, but no extreme heavy snows or anything like that right now. But it's really all going to come down to to that for him. So he's got you know he's got a Josh Allen to Joe Joe Burrow. To, I mean he's got Josh Allen to Steve, uh, Stephon Diggs, and he's got uh, Joe Burrow to T Higgins as well. So he's got a lot riding on that night. Um, obviously, you know, what's it called? Hedman's got Mahomes to Kelsey, which is a great, great stack. And he usually has two at a waddle as well. They have excellent stack. They're both very solid teams. I, I really see a very close matchup here. A uh, few little things to very really look out for is the fact that Josh Jacobs is playing against San Francisco, which is one of the better defenses in the league. So he might not have a huge night. Um, Denver does play well against uh, Travis Kelsey and, and tight ends. Cleveland's defense is is actually pretty stingy against uh, against the pass for Carson against Carson Wentz. Jalen Waddle and the Dolphins are going to be playing at New England in, in rain cold rain, you know, little, little things like that, that see kind of stacking up against Hedman right now, as far as matchups go, weather, other little things um, that I'm not really lo- uh, loving. I'm seeing things tell a little bit in Brad's, uh, in Brad's favor because of that. I am like his defense a lot better too. Uh, Wilson, White, Davis have all been stacking up a lot of points lately. I would consider maybe dropping Diggs just because he's gotten pretty low two one points lately, and you really hate to lose by a small amount and see a guy on your on your defense in one point. That would mm-hmm. really suck. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think it's gonna be very close, but I'm leaning in uh, in U bats direction for a championship. What are you thinking? So here's the thing: these projections are out of control, especially like Richie Grant at twelve point three seven. He's hit that twice, and he hasn't hit it since week nine. I don't understand some of these projections that they have on some of these people, but it is what it is. I mean, um, I both these teams are great. Don't get me wrong. I, I love both these teams. Here's what gets me. You love to have a Monday night person. You love to have the hammer. That's why I call the hammer. Okay. The person that comes in. Brad's got like a jackhammer. Okay. He's got his whole team, six people, his best defender, his kicker, his two quarterbacks and their two receivers all playing in one game. It's going to be a crazy Monday night game. That's very hard. If that game goes under, you lose. Period. If that game goes under, you lose. You need that game flow to be fast and and whatever. And I don't know, Cincinnati's playing for something. I don't know how much Buffalo is playing for to go out there and try to drop 40 on them. It could be, you know, you're right. The weather's right. It's Monday night. It's whatever. It's a good game. Maybe a nice little playoff preview for both of them. Maybe they both try really hard. But you get this is like a lot for one game. It's a lot. You better it's, hope they're not all hung over from like happy from New Year's parties too. That that could be a yeah. scary outcome. I mean, you just it's 
it's just a lot to depend on one game. I mean, Brad is going to sit down to watch Monday Night Football down by like 70 points. He's going to be. Had been better hope it's 70 points. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying, okay. So, I mean, if it's not, I mean, if Brad, if Hedman shits the bed, then it's, it's Brad's to win anyway. I'm just saying that it's it's a really – it's something I've never seen in a championship before. It's very unique in that you have two quarterbacks, two of their receivers, both both the stack and jacks, uh, his best defender and a kicker all on Monday night. And Hedman has uh, two defenders, so Poyer and Milano. So, like I said, I still think he's down 70 going into that Monday night. Now, here's what's going for Heaven. Jacobs and Connor both have really shitty quarterbacks this week. Uh, the uh, Cardinals are going with David Blow. Uh, and uh, Josh Jacobs has Jared Stidham. So, they're going to be really, like, dependent on that ground game and really pushing the ball slowly down the field, whether it be – through the pass or through the run game. When we saw James Conner last week really come out with Trace McSorley and score a shit ton of points because they were riding him on, on his back. You know, I, I like that running back situation, meaning don't put in Mixon. Don't try to uh, switch that up. At the receivers, I think you're right about Waddle playing in the rain with the back of the quarterback. However, Tyreek and Waddle, when you think about rain, when you think about precipitation, you think about those downfield receivers. You think about like somebody like Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, those kind of people might be affected a little bit more. Like Waddle and Diggs are people that they try to get in space on short passes. I mean, you and me, you and I both know Tua is not a guy that's going to chunk the ball down the field. That's not where his strength was. His strength this year was getting the ball in these guys' hands and letting them do work. And we knew that preseason. So I don't think rain affects Waddle as much as it would a different kind of receiver. Um, Ayuk and, and Deontay Johnson, I mean, you're not going to find anything else in the way better on the waiver wire. I like Ayuk in the situation. Um, and and uh, Deontay Johnson, if this is the week he scores a touchdown, you know, that's just bad luck for Brad. He's only got I two more for the whole year. I waited for it all year, and it just never came. So – uh i think i believe in him i think you'll get at least one yeah <laughs> this year like this oh, year this, this week year. maybe not this week but this oh, okay year. okay all right well i mean but yeah so the i mean the real you got a lot of fluff there for heaven you really really need mahomes to to kelsey that's yeah that's it and he's got to put up enough points uh to really balance out that that monday night attack it's fun. It's fun. I, I really honestly think Wentz is not going to be the fourth quarterback out of this. I really think that Wentz is going to do pretty well and outscore one of I think Wentz is going to be by by far the worst quarterback. You think? Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think uh, Mr. Hyde shows up and not Dr. Jekyll. Mm. So uh, I, I just I, – I think like – Cleveland's pass defense is worse than you think. It's tougher than you think, and it can get windy over there too. If it's a windy day, it could be really, it could be pretty rough. And I mean, you know, they he wasn't doing that great before uh, before he got injured, anyway. So we'll see. I, I, I think I think you might be right. I think maybe Baker would have been the better start. I I don't mind it. I mean, L.A. L.A. Maybe Baker's found something. I don't like the Chargers' uh, defense there. The fact that LA's, uh, Baker still has a job is just 
befuddling to me, but all right. And Derwin James just got counted out so earlier today. So, I mean, that's just something to look at. I don't know. I, I, even now, I still might go to big. I don't know. That's a t- really tough decision. It really is. But, uh, you know, the way Baker looked well, last Let's get week, this podcast out quickly so Hedman can have to, have to think about it. Oh, I know. Should right? I start Baker? Will it change my whole life? Oh, no. Yeah, it could. I mean, this could be something that defines his gridiron career. We're in, what, year 20? 20 years? He's been in every year. 20 years. Uh, this could be, you know, something that really changes his trajectory here. But, yeah, no, I I, I like Hedman. I like it. I'm picking Hedman to win. I, I, I think that there's something about Brad's team and everybody playing on Monday night that he's just – He's going to be watching the game. Halftime's going to come quicker than he really wanted it. It's going to be like two touchdowns in the first half. One of them's going to be mixing, and he's going to be like, Ugh, like I, I need more. Like, just give me more. Anybody give me more. You know, Wilson goes out with an injury or something, and it's just like he needs 40 points out of these guys, and they get 20. And so, yeah, I just see something like that going wrong. When you have all your eggs in one basket, you're just hoping that that happens. It, if it's a shootout, congratulations, Brad. You just you won. Uh, you won the gridiron. I think he's uh, got a good enough team around them, though, too, to not necessarily be down by seventy points going into Monday night. He might be going into Monday night down by less because I mean he's got a lot of players that have experience scoring a lot of points. Maybe not you know net recently, but they could go off because. Leonard Fournette versus Carolina. Carolina's terrible this year. He, what if what if he goes off for a few touchdowns? Kamara at Philly. Philly might not be playing that well right now because they're still missing Hurts. You know, they, maybe he goes off. Hawkinson went off last week. There's another. He's playing another game at, at Green Bay, and Green Bay is playing like crap right now. It's there's a lot. He's got a lot of players that could go that could play well. Uh, I I like his team. I think you know, like I said, I, I don't think he's going to go into Monday Night down by seventy. I, I, he's just got such a stacked team. And when I, I'm not saying stacked isn't good, I mean, it's good, but it's, it, he's got two Minnesota receivers, Hawkinson and Thielen. If it's a Jefferson game, like. I know I didn't, that's why I didn't bring up Thielen. <laughs> I was right. like, oh, I have another, it's a bit too stacky. I mean, let's just say, all right, let's go through the scenario here. Thielen scores five. Hawkinson scores seven. You got 12 points there. Let's just say Fournette does a 10-point game. Kamara does a 10-point game. You've got 32 points out of your offense going into Monday night. 32 points. And so you're yeah, but, I mean, you have a very pessimistic outview right there. Like, well, they scored nothing. They out, they underscore here. And then you're fucked. It's like, well, yeah, if you just if everybody's underscores, yeah, you'll be a little fucked. That's how that's how fantasy football works. But no, I'm just saying, going into Monday night, he's gonna be a, a He's going to be depending on a lot of points. He's going to. I just don't think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It'll, it'll be. It'll be. It'll be what fun to watch. I think. I think we'll all be watching. I think that's that's that makes the game the Monday night game really exciting and and uh, I am looking forward to it. But uh, all right, yeah. well, shop bet. I'll take Brad to take Hedman. Sure, absolutely, for sure, and hopefully one of these guys picks somewhere really cool to go next year uh, for the draft because. You know, I'd, I'd, uh, I'm looking to get out of the house, looking to get somewhere. Um, um, you better hope that Brad doesn't win then, because if not, we're drafting at your house. Oh, well, you're welcome to come here. As long, hey, listen, here's what I want. As long as 14 people get together, I don't give a fuck where it is, right? 
it could be in my backyard. It could be in my house. It could be down the street in the woods. I don't, I really don't care. Uh, I'm just looking forward to you know, getting together with 14 guys and, and, and drafting fantasy football next year. Cause it is, it's like Christmas in the summer. So, um, looking forward to the conclusion of this year and, uh, and yeah, Scott, maybe I think we should do some playoff podcasts. What do you think uh, for the actual NFL playoffs? Get yeah, going. I can definitely do that. We can talk football. about a little actual football and everything. I mean, if it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Road to the Super Bowl, man. Road to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, it's good talking to you. We will uh, We'll see what happens. We'll be seeing what happens on Monday uh, with, with Hedeman and Brad and, and one of these guys getting something that doesn't really happen very often. And that's a great iron championship. Congratulations to one of these guys. And maybe we can get them on next week uh, to talk about, talk about their winnings. That would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Good luck to both of you guys. I'm looking forward to the Monday night matchup now. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys same time, same place. See you.